You're listening to the Brick City Blockade Podcast. Heard amazing things about this, everybody I spoke to. Well, good to see you too. It's fantastic to be here. Let's do it. You guys are great. Happy to be here. Join your hosts, Robin Vogt and Brian Fontaine, as they journey through a galaxy far, far as as with podcasting all the time it's uh it's making sure everything's all set up and ready to go so bear with us for a second awesome i know this is great stuff sometimes what i like to say is that when we hit the record button we should hit it like even before we're like ready to go because there's a lot of fantastic stuff that comes with it. Yeah. What's that? He already chose it. He already chose it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> but You have a lightsaber right there. Yeah, that's actually a much better yeah. one. And Kylo will probably come after that. <laughs> hey, you guys have lightsabers that you get to use in the pool. Like that's like you can't even do that with with, with regular Jedi. So take advantage of that. Do you? Um. <laughs> okay. It's interesting, man. I, I don't know. All right. So let's get into the bulk of the conversation. Welcome, guys. We are the BrickCityBlockade.com podcast, and we're here live from the Hooks at Public Library Star Wars Day. Of course, anytime we do a big Star Wars event or any kind of local outreach, we bring the crew with us when we do it. And of course, sitting to the left of me this time uh, is Mr. Chris Letty of Vintage Viewport. Chris, how's it going, buddy? It's going great. We're uh, just hanging out with the kids here, having fun, doing some trivia. They got to watch a couple of uh, movies earlier today uh just uh seeing what they know and uh just having fun with them and of course to the left of him is my compadre on the podcast and also of jedi scavenger himself mr brian fontaine brian how is it going good robin it's uh these events are great to come out and uh just see kids having fun with star wars uh being able to see some of the films showed here you know, uh, put on by the library, I think it's great. I think you said it earlier this morning in our other panel that, you know, getting kids interested in Star Wars is important because this is going to be their Star Wars, you know, eventually. We're going to be old and <laughs> getting our AARP cards as we talked about. These kids get older, but no, this is great. I think this is great that we can do events like this and get out in the community. You're wearing the shirt, Robin, Unity's community. So I think that's uh, extremely important. I know that you and James are coming off being in Lancaster uh, with with Caden and the RoboCause event out there that was uh, great. Uh, Hopefully people followed along with our Facebook page. And uh, yeah, I'm just excited to be here. Yeah, the big thing coming back from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, for all the people listening on this special episode, is that we were able to help out with the Water Street mission in uh, Lancaster, which was a fantastic opportunity. We got a walk through the facility, and it was great to see exactly where the term unity is community is coming from. And it's also really inspired me as the founder of the podcast and as host on a couple of different shows here at the network to kind of say, okay, what are other ways, Chris, that we can do outreach within our community 
you know, we've done the public library thing now for two years, the, as long as we've existed. And it's really been a great way not only to get the idea of unity as community out there, but also the term friendum, which is something that we've come up with. You know, Star Wars fans are not just fans, they're friends. So we call it the friendum here at the podcast network because that's truly what it is. And this is a prime example, an event like this today, of the friendum and having that opportunity to go out and really talk to people and get to see the face of the young Star Wars generation, as I like to say, the Jedi younglings um, that are coming up and really being exposed to this galaxy far, far away. What a better time for them, too, with movies left and right and TV shows left and right, Chris. It's crazy. It really is. I think the whole friendom idea is getting to know the fans and and making it more than just uh, than a fandom. You're you're bridging the gap between friendship and, and fandom, and using your love of Star Wars or whatever it might be to get to know people and really just make more of it than than just you know keeping it within yourself you know you can express that with with other fans and 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 that's what we try to do doing these local events and and just seeing you know the fans out there and and getting to know the people in in our own community and and letting them know about what we're doing and uh i think i think it's great i think it's it's a really good thing Brian, one of the things when we, of course, for the younger audience in the room, when you first get into podcasting, one of the biggest things you can do, and one of the things that I kind of went through as a kid is, you know, I've always wanted to be a sports broadcaster. I always wanted to be on ESPN. That was kind of my thing. And I always wanted to be on TV. But I told myself, I said, you know what? It's going to take a little bit of time to get there. And it's going to take a little bit of practice every single day to make sure that I can do what I want to do. And then I got involved with being a teacher. And that totally changed my outlook on everything. And I said, but I still want to say something. I still want to be part of a message. I still want to get my voice out there. <clears throat> and I said, you know what? I'm going to start a podcast at some point. And The Force Awakens was like the big, hello, here we go. This is a way to do it. And my passion for Star Wars kind of grew from that. And I think all of us at the table here had our experience with Star Wars and maybe listened to podcasts over time. And one of the things I always like to say um, Brian, is that when you start a podcast, it's not about the fame, it's not about, you know, people recognizing you. It's because you're a voice for people who maybe don't want to say something, or maybe don't have the opportunity to say something. You give them a platform and you say, you know what, hey, you really like the Phantom Menace, you really like the prequels, I don't necessarily like them, but it's 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 a platform for them to express what they want to say. And I think that that positive mindset is what carries what we do here at the Podcast Network, and especially with the younger generation of podcasters and kids who are learning how to code and do all these fantastic things with technology. That's the same mindset that we have to carry forward, Brian, and I think it's what Star Wars has given to us in many ways. So, yeah, you make a lot of great points there, Robin. I think all of us, this isn't our day job. We do this because it's for fun and we like hearing, our, like hearing ourselves talk. That's it too. But you can work on a lot of different skills that I think are important, you know, with public speaking, getting in front of a large group and being able to have the confidence to not only 
share what your opinions are, what your thoughts are, but to not be uh, absolutely terrified by doing so. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and, and the thing with all of us, I mean, we all have different backgrounds of where we came. Uh, we come from kind of different generations too. Yeah. Um, you know, we, uh, all, like I said, all have different backgrounds, of it, but I think it's important and you can kind of also use what you learn doing uh, podcasting to apply to other things. Uh, I know podcasting has helped me with public speaking and presentations in my day job and, and vice versa. So I think it's really important to, to you know, if, if you're sitting here listening to this and you're, you just, you love Star Wars, or you love any other kind of fandom, knowing that practice makes perfect and experience is obviously extremely vital to anything you do. You're not going to get better unless you practice at it. Same thing with sports, same thing with anything. So, you know, if you're sitting here thinking about it, like, hey, maybe I just want to, you know, grab my phone or grab my parents' phone and just record my thoughts and with listen back permission. to it. With parental permission, yes. So, <laughs> I don't know if your parents would like you going with their phone. <laughs> I, I Star Wars by all the time. But no, I think, I, think, I think that's great. Chris, one of the things I, I know we did our little Unity's speech that's always a major part of what we do here at the podcast network and what we've done across these two years of course for people here the podcast network was kind of a brainchild that just happened after the force awakens literally a month after it came out and it was like whoa okay this is what i'm going to be doing this is what i'm going to be talking about and now that we're past the force awakens and even now that we're past the point of the last jedi Let's get into some core discussion here about uh, a little upcoming film called Solo, A Star Wars Story. And early on, a lot of people didn't even know this film was happening. Uh, I did even a small thing with Scott Inch where we did a poll, and uh, I even asked a couple people in the streets of Boston, I said, hey, do you, do you know about this movie, Solo, A Star Wars Story? And they're like, they're making a Han Solo movie? What are you talking about? I didn't hear anything about this. And it's like, oh, you know, people don't know about this. We've recently had some trailers. We've had a toy release um, for all the fantastic things out there. Um, we're getting closer and closer to this film. We're literally days, days away from Solo Star Wars Story hitting theaters. And Chris, what is one thing specifically that you were really looking forward to, maybe not in terms of characters or plotline or anything, but what this film could do for the new regime that is Star Wars? I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to all the action that's that's uh, being displayed on the, the trailers. But going forward, uh, Solo just looks like an adventure story that maybe we haven't seen in the Star Wars universe, mm -hmm. you know, cinematically. Uh, I'm hoping that they take, take risks with, uh, you know, the direction that they go in, the visuals, um, but... For me, I mean, I'm just I'm just looking to be entertained, and I, I'm hoping that it just adds a positive chapter to the whole uh, Star Wars universe. And uh, I'm really looking forward to a lot of Chewbacca time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Some of uh, some of the scenes in the in the trailer look pretty amazing, and uh, we were just talking about it uh, a little while ago about Lando Calrissian. Yeah. He he's probably going to be a big big breakout hit in this in this uh, movie. Yeah. Brian, one of the things we always talk about and something I know that we've talked about when it comes to the solo film is that there are, it, it's gonna be one of those films where we go and we see it once and it's like, oh, 
but I gotta go back and see it again because there were little Easter eggs in there. There were things that we kind of missed. Last Jedi, Force Awakens, even Rogue One were great examples of that. And they love doing that with their films. And I think, Brian, my question to you is, is that this thing's gonna be packed with Easter eggs, but I think that it's going to be a point of, as fans, it's an enjoyable film. It's not like the episodic films where we are like, well, we gotta go back because it has a direct connection to lineage. It has a direct connection to something. These are just gonna be kind of like, oh, that's cool. We've seen that used in other films when it comes to Han Solo. Is there anything that you would like to see? Or maybe just going into this film as a nice summer flick. I know with Infinity War coming up too, it's like, wow, there's a lot to balance with this film and all everything that surrounds it. I think this is going to be that film that you always wanted or when you were younger and you were playing with your Star Wars toys and it's like something you would come up with like yeah. oh maybe Han and Lando and Chewie went on this adventure and for this it, it looks like it's going to be some sort of a, a heist film whether they're going to go and try to take something or steal something uh, we see the, the Millennium Falcon in a way that a lot of us have not seen before right. Right. Uh, it, it has a, a different shape and it looks new and uh, yeah. it, it makes you wonder what Han and Chewie did to it all these years. So, <laughs> right. I, I think it's going to be good. I think I think Rogue One, which was the previous, um, it, it was the previous film that obviously was in the Star Wars storyline, and, and there was some nice uh, nostalgia moments when it came to Kanabava and like Doctor Abazon on um, a Jedi. Jetta, thank you for saving yeah. me. It's already been a couple of years and we're forgetting planet names. It's what happens when you get old. I think there'll be a couple of those little things that'll be really nice, but I think on the other hand, I think it's gonna, I think even with the promotional stuff that they're doing for this, it's just, it looks like it's gonna be a fun, fun movie. Maybe you don't necessarily need to know all the details. I think for myself, personally, as a lifelong Star Wars fan, this is the first movie that I haven't really tried to over-engross myself in the, Minutia and trying to know all the character names and the planets and everything in advance. I really just want to go and like Robin, I know you've said but a lot of times too, it's it's a summertime Star Wars flick. You want to go with your shorts and sandals on and grab a big tub of popcorn and just watch a good movie. Yeah. Something that I've always said with, with Solo is that again, it's a very busy week, like even a couple of weeks of films being released. And People are going to be going to the theaters, and it's going to be like, okay, I actually have a smorgasbord, or, or it's like we like to say a porgasbord, of uh, films that we can go and we can see. By the way, a little bit of a plug: you can get a porgasbord T-shirt on T Public from the podcast network. Thank you, T Public. Um, but it's it's a porgasbord of just different films that you can go in. Like I could go and I could watch Infinity War and walk out at one point and say, I want to go check out Han Solo again. You know, I, and I don't think I've ever remembered a period of time when it came to films where I could go like, hey, this one's out and I can go see this one too. And now the fans, because of what Marvel, Disney, Lucasfilm has been able to do here, um, we're able to keep, get that large bucket of corn, get a nice big soda, and kind of move from theater to theater and enjoy summer flicks. And I think Solo is going to be one of those ones where you go and watch Infinity War, and it's a super packed action adventure, all these superheroes, and then you go and you watch Solo, and suddenly you're taken to this galaxy far, far away. And it, like we always say here, Star Wars is the best form of escapism. It takes us away from the stresses 
and sometimes the negativity of the world. And it's a nice chance. I think this summer is going to be a great chance to finally take a back seat and say, you know what? Solo is not there for fans to critique. It's not there for fans to kind of pick apart and say, well, I like this, I didn't like this. No, just go into the theater, watch the film, and enjoy it for what it is, which is a Star Wars movie. <laughs> I think that sums it up pretty much. But He's banging the table, Chris. I know. I, I know, and that, that makes Chris very mad when I bang the table. But, um, <laughs> you know, at the same time, Chris, my question to you is, for you, this being a very busy film season, I know you're one of those guys who goes in and it's like, oh, this film, uh, when, when am I going to get a chance to go see this film? I think we all fall into that at one point. With Solo, do you feel that this is going to be one of those multiple watches for you? Because personally, I'm getting the feeling that Solo is going to be, I go and see it, I watch it, I'm going to maybe wait until the Blu-ray comes out to watch it again. Because I want to have that experience on opening night of with my bucket of corn watching it. It's unlike any of the episodic films, I feel. I can see it going that way, for sure. Um, this, this summer slate of movies is pretty jam-packed. So I know it's, it's pretty expensive to go see a movie nowadays and to try to go see, you know, all the movies that are coming out. I mean, we've got Infinity War this week mm-hmm. then we've got, what, Deadpool? Yep. Then we've got uh, Solo and then there's like Ant-Man and the Wasp and then you just keep going and going and there's, dis- you know, all kinds of stuff. So for me, I mean, it, it's, I'm definitely going to see it once. Yeah, you know, opening hopefully opening day, but uh, you know, I might I might see it again, but uh, it might be tough to go see it again. Um, depends on how the movie hits me. Yeah. If if I really if there's a lot of stuff that I feel like, you know, is a pretty deep uh, movie. There's a lot of stuff going on in the background. You know, a lot of, you know, just a lot to look at. You know, that's usually when I'll go back and see another a movie again, and then you can kind of focus on everything else going on in the movie and you kind of pick up all sorts of different things. I mean, Brian just said it, we were watching Empire Strikes Back and he's like, you know, I noticed something that I didn't notice before. So there's always something that you can pick out and and notice. It's just whether or not it's going to be in the theater. Um, We'll see, but I mean, I'm really excited. I'm hoping I can get to all these movies. Um, It's it's tough. Turn over your wallet now. I know, right? I mean, I missed, last year I missed seeing Guardians in the theater, and I miss seeing Thor in the theater, and so I, and those were movies that I wish I saw in the theater, you know? I know, I'm a diehard MCU <laughs> fan, and, but, you know, it's like with family and work and life, it's it's tough to, to get everything in, and uh, this year I, I, I vowed to, to get to them all. <laughs> Chris has taken his MCU vows, so now he has to stick to it. He's got to sign the legal papers and make sure that that happens now. But anyway, that's what we have most of. We have a question. Oh, wait, 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 okay. What's your question? Yeah, sure. Come right on up. <laughs> it's, it's, listen, that, that's what I like. You know. Have you really? I would too. I wouldn't be looking at me. And this one seems pretty tempting because it's just. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, exclusive. Exclusive. Mm. Collector in training here. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. What do you collect? 
Nintendo stuff. There's a background in that. That's good. That's good. But um, really, when it comes, everything that you said there, Chris, it, it, it's true. It, it's where do we find the time to dedicate ourselves to what's going on with Star Wars and Marvel? What What do we do as Star Wars fans when it's like now we're starting to get into the place, and this is the first time I think for me that I've had this experience of the idea, and I think actually for anybody, of having the last Jedi release in December, and then suddenly next May, it's like, we're giving me another Star Wars movie, and guess what? We're gonna start announcing TV shows after that, or we're gonna start cranking out the next series of things. And to say it all, Brian, we had Star Wars Rebels too. So we were in a, in a weird place of, we had The Last Jedi, we had Star Wars Rebels, and we had Han Solo happening at the same time. That's three separate entities of Disney happening at the same time. And that's pretty crazy. And I think as we go forward, Brian, this is my question to you, is that once we move past Solo and we move into the next series of what Disney may be planning for the Star Wars franchise, what is one thing that you would love to see come out of the woodwork after Solo comes out? And why would you choose that one thing over maybe some others? But I'm going to leave it open to you and let you carry that. So I'm really personally looking forward to having the what is it about a 18 month break or 19 <laughs> month? Yeah, so we need a break. Actually, my math's bad. I shouldn't admit that. It's doing a lot of But anyways, I think we're gonna get a nice long break. It's a perfect opportunity for them at some point. Uh, D is D23 this year. Uh, that's a good question. It may have been last year. Anyways, I, I think they'll come up with an excuse to announce a bunch of films coming up at some point, but yeah. a long-winded way of saying during this break, I think we're going to probably find out what the next cartoon series is. Yeah. I know Lucasfilm, uh, Dave Filoni, uh, although I don't think Dave Filoni's come out and said that he's going to be really involved with the next uh, project. Mm -hmm. We know that that's, that's his forte. We'd love for him to direct a feature film, but he... No, he knows animation. He learned under the tutelage of the man himself, George Lucas. Uncle George. Uncle yeah. George. So, you know, I think I think we're gonna find out whatever the next cartoon series is. We had Star Wars The Clone Wars, yep. which was awesome. Uh, obviously, Star Wars Rebels is kind of near and dear to our hearts here at the, at, at the network, and it's kind of original what we started out was, yeah. uh, was it season three? Three. Yes. Yeah, season three. So the last two seasons we've been covering uh, all the episodes, uh, and and I think that was bittersweet when that ended. I wish it could have kept going, but on one hand too, I think being able to conclude a series was ultimately really important to Dave Filoni and his team. So I think we're gonna get the new uh, cartoon series. We might get some of the live action stuff that we've uh, kind of heard rumored on the on the streaming service, but. I think we're also going to find out what the direction of the next films are going to be. I mean, basically, the only thing we know after this film is going to be uh, Star Wars Episode Nine. Yeah. There's not really any announcements after that, so I mean, we can speculate till we're blue in the face, but I don't think you know we don't really know. I don't think anybody else really knows. So I think the unknown is kind of also exciting. Uh, it can be a little nerve wracking as fans to not know where our favorite franchise is going, but. You know, uh, Robin, you and I have said it from the very beginning, you know, in, in Lucasfilm we trust, and Dave Filoni we trust, so uh, I think they're very interested in telling good stories and generating good characters, characters that we care about, and uh, 
So I don't really have an answer for you. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, now that is one of the best ways, and our listeners know, by giving a long-winded answer that kind of <laughs> follows its way and kind of pushes what you want to feel, and then it's like, I don't have it. I love that. Because what that does is that sets up Chris Letty for answering the same question. Chris, what is what is something, I know that you're in a soap again. Yeah. We were left off on Rebels. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> with the tease that Ahsoka makes it past Return of the Jedi Beach, which is huge. That's absolutely huge. What, what format would you like to see Ahsoka take in the Star Wars universe? I mean, a live action would be amazing, but I really think her place, I mean, it's been in animation. And the animation, the way that character evolved from Clone Wars into Rebels, and even the small amount on Forces of Destiny um, has shown that that character really works in animation. I mean, don't get me wrong, if they wanted to go with a live action, that would be 100% on board, but it, you know, it might be a tough character to pull off in live animation, I mean, um, live action, but I mean, we've seen all sorts of characters, um, you know, visually, you know, they could do it visually, it's just selling it to to the broader Star Wars audience, uh, the, you know, the fandom. Uh, but that being said, I think a series of Sabine, Ren, and Ahsoka Tano at post Return of the Jedi would be amazing. I think they could, you know, have at least a few seasons of content as far as that goes. Um, lots of adventures to happen there. You know, aside from that, you know, we've been, we know that there's the Disney streaming service that's coming, and there's going to be projects attached to that. Um, the writers for Game of Thrones are involved with one project, um, either a series of movies or, um, you know, whatever it might be. They haven't been totally specific, you know, with it. And then John Favreau is involved with uh, the TV series. Yes. 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 So we know that there's there's definitely content that's coming. Yeah. What what era of you know the Star Wars um, timeline is it going to? Are those things going to fall in? Uh, Ryan Johnson is going to be doing a trilogy. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe not directing every single one of them, but he's at least you know writing and and uh, you know probably directing at least the first one. Um, so we know that we're getting content. It's just what, um, where is it going to go? What do I want to see? I, mean, I just, like Ron said, I just want to see good, good content. And uh, I don't, I don't try to get too in depth of what I really want to see because that's when you get disappointed. That's right. And I think, I think a lot of fans, you know, they might get, you know, go too far with that. Um, it's just, I want to see, I want to see good content quality, production value, just across the board. You know, good writing, good storytelling. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much it. And the best part about where Lucasfilm is going with a lot of these projects and what's so exciting about the Disney streaming service, I feel, is that there is a strong possibility that we could see Star Wars get into the realm of what Friends was. 
and we could like pull characters and then like have little backstories like, oh, Ahsoka and Sabine are on their journey, but hey, look what's going on over here. And you could even have a Friends <laughs> intro and have like Star Wars characters involved in it. Like that would be really cool. Just saying Lucasfilm. But at the same time, I, I think that the best part about the streaming service truly is that not everybody can make it to a cinema, but we are, we're all carrying devices. We're all carrying the phones. We all have, app, app, you know, obviously have applications such as Netflix or Hulu or some of these other um, services that are out there. And, and the best part is, is that through that, what we can do is live stream content on the Listen to this. Listen to this. It hits. It hits. In the mic. <laughs> we don't know where Ezra and Ron are today. <laughs> you know, it's 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 just as simple as that. You know, we're we're pulling away from that universe, and we have the opportunity to now say, I can watch Star Wars on the airplane. I can watch an old Republic series, just saying, <laughs> on my phone on the way to Philadelphia and listen to it. That's pretty cool. We have never had an opportunity to say that with this franchise. And now Lucasfilm and whatever projects is, obviously they're, they're telling me to get off the stage because my speech has gone too long. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of those things where now we have the opportunity to do that. And I'm so excited with what Lucasfilm has planned here with the streaming service, because we just recently had it announced that ESPN Plus is gonna be one of their first streaming service platforms through this streaming service, that they're gonna be offering sports content on a very different level, and Brian, being a sports guy, much like me, this gets me excited because it's like, not only could I get my Star Wars, but I could get behind the scenes stuff on Major League Baseball or the NFL at the same time. This opens up the world to so many different things, I feel. Yeah, what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> not, not including the friends part. Not yeah, friends the, part. that's fine. That, that, that's that fine. was all me. So. <laughs> I know. But that's what we yeah, do here. Fun. We just uh, we give values to each other and the softballs, and we just <laughs> hit it out of the park. <laughs> nice, nice sports analogy. Yeah, grabbing the sports analogy there. So uh, I think I, I think the possibilities are kind of uh, limitless at this point. I think it's all. Uh, I think the one thing too, when we mention it, is. Uh, does fatigue ever set in? Do we ever yeah. think that there's too much? Good point. And um, you know, we talk. We have a lot of uh, friends in the community and stuff, and everybody kind of has something they really like to focus on. And I think that's important that uh, you you find something about Star Wars that you like, whether it's collecting or the movies or the novels or the comic books, and um, you know, even just creative writing and, and whatever it is. I mean, there's something literally for everything. And I think you can find uh, find similarly-minded, I can't even talk today. Hey, it's fine, Sim just, just, just say it, just say it. people uh, that like share interests and stuff like that, even within a broad uh, fandom uh, like Star Wars. And, and I think that's one thing that the deal with Disney has kind of given us is obviously more of it, and it's expanded on, on what we know. And we've added so many new characters that are near and dear to our hearts. I mean, you know, Kanan Jarrus, is one of my favorite characters that they've ever come up with, and uh, you know, Freddie Prince Jr. I mean, he's he's right there. I mean, is he ever going to talk Luke Skywalker in my book? No, but you know, the fact that it's even a conversation, I'll leave. Sorry, Freddie. Yeah, sorry, Freddie. We still love you. 
the it's just amazing that you can add so many new characters uh, that it's gonna it keeps gonna continue to grow and maybe there's gonna be people that are gonna have like a PhD in, in Star Wars background I mean that there you go Robin there's your education I will leave the education field for a PhD in Star Wars just saying uh, hopefully my students are listening and they're going to the principal on when they come back from vacation, like Mr. Boat's gonna go get a PhD in Star Wars and leave us all. No, that's not that's not what's gonna happen, guys. So don't so don't worry about it. Um, big shout out to Lincoln Street School, by the way. Um, but the the best part I think about the, this conversation here is that no matter where the conversation goes, and this is just with podcasting alone, and I think it kind of flows back into the idea of unity as community, is that when you're podcasting, all right. That positive mindset, like when we were up here, we were talking about the live streaming stuff and the streaming service and the films and stuff. It's just a general conversation that kind of moves down the line. It's not something that's stagnant at any point. Um, and that's one of the things I, I have to say about podcasting and why it's been such a great platform for what we do is that we transition flawlessly. Guys, up here right now, this this chemistry took a little bit of time to get used to. I'll tell you that much. Um, no, I'm kidding. It was like it was pretty instant. Um, and it took it it took two years for us to really you know figure out. Yes, this is exactly the pathway that we're down. And that's really where podcasting starts. You get a bunch of people in a room and you propose this crazy idea of putting our voices on the radio or on on iTunes, and you say. Let's see where this thing goes. And obviously our focus is Star Wars, but we encourage anybody listening who's out in the community that we say is unified um, based on our message that you have a platform for sharing whatever you feel you are passionate about. Um, one of the things is that, you know what? There's gonna be negativity in the world and there's gonna be people who put you down, but you just keep doing what you do. Whether it, and Disney's a great example of this. Everything surrounding The Last Jedi, all the stuff even coming with Rogue One, and they said, oh, the movie's gonna be a mess, Solo's gonna be a mess. You know what they said? We're gonna keep pushing this thing out. We're gonna keep marketing this thing. We're gonna keep telling people how awesome this is gonna be when you go in the theater. That's the mindset that people have to carry with them. And why we're so fortunate to be here today and have the opportunity to talk with people is because, you know what, we carry that mindset throughout. And I think that's that's what's most exciting about Star Wars. And kind of get off the sappy note here. Um, let, let me say this much. Um, what's been really cool, and while I have two collectors in the room, it's been an interesting season for collectibles. You go around to like Target, Walmart, wherever else, and you're looking for solo stuff. Some places are an immediate hit. You're like, yep, I found the Lando, I found the Han, I found the black series boards i have like three packs of those those things are fantastic but you it's a hit or miss season and brian i was talking with you about this specifically we're heading towards you know the cinematic films are going to be these big force friday releases as we move forward with some of these other films it's going to be here's the stuff on the shelves guys come and grab it come and watch the film it's it's going to be a different format i know we've talked about it but if you want to expand on it it's it's an interesting thing yeah, Chris, we've been talking about it too, and I think the how people are excited about this film, I think, also goes with how much demand is. I don't think 
for general Star Wars fans, I don't think they know terribly much about these characters other than Han and Chewie and then possibly one, well, again, can't talk, Lando. Just say it. <laughs> say it, don't spray it. <laughs> so I think also, too, I think that's leading to, uh, you know, there's also a perfect storm going on, too. Uh, Chris, you know, something near and dear to, you know, our hearts and any uh, grown adult, child, anybody with, you know, with the closure of Toys R Us, I mean, that... Yeah. That could be part of the reason why what's what's going on and why they kind of held some things back and then it feels like there was never really any official release. I think also too, knowing that maybe there's a situation where, you know, Toys R Us could have just started throwing stuff out on the shelves because they you know they may need to you know take care of their you know the of their debt that they have. Unfortunately, they're in a situation they are. But I mean that store was it's a mainstay of american life i mean you know who doesn't know the jingle for you know the toys r us commercials and it's it's changed over the years but you know i think eventually everyone's going to be kind of like a toys r us kid at, at some point so i don't know i, I think people are going to more grab the merchandise after the film i think this is one i think with at least with rogue one there was a lot of stuff that we were familiar with the look of the traditional stormtrooper uh, we had the Death Star, we had some other characters. There were some really cool ones like the Scarab Trooper, Short Trooper, Death Trooper, all those other things that were just new designs, but they look like they could have always existed in the Star Wars universe. And I think, you know, the art in you know production department at Lucasfilm, uh, they know their stuff, but they also know how to continually give us new things that we haven't seen before, but we don't ever question why we've never seen them before. It's just it just it it's you know, it's a lived in universe. So I don't know, Chris, any other thoughts about, you know, kind of like the, the lack or plethora of products we've seen out there for Solo? Well, it's definitely not like it was on Force Friday before Force Awakens. There, there, was, um, there was some stuff released, but it was sparse. Um, but the, I think with Solo, they just didn't know how to, how to put the toys out. Yeah. I think the stores were confused with how to market this movie only six months after The, the Last Jedi came out. Uh, it's unfortunate because I know a lot of collectors went out uh, just the other week, just last week, looking for stuff. And, and a lot of, most of the stores didn't have anything. I mean, Walmart, nothing, bare, the whole Star Wars department, completely bare. But uh, you know, Targets had some things, and but like Ryan said, without Toys R Us, there was not an official um, an official release. You know, there was no event, there was no Midnight Madness, which kind of had you know would get fans going, get into the stores for collecting. But there's a lot of cool stuff out there for the solo movie. But I think, like Brian said, I think more so after the movie comes out is when uh, collectors and, and fans are going to be uh, picking it up. Just to let our listeners know and people here know, there are nights where I do cry myself to sleep with the Toys R Us theme song. I'm like, I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. It's, it, it's really sad. But, you know, to leave it on that note, I don't want to leave it on a somber note, but um, it's been a really fantastic opportunity to come here to the Hooks at Public Library, have the opportunity to talk with Star Wars fans, have the opportunity to do trivia and to just have, see these costume kids. contest. Yeah, the, the costume contest piece was was fantastic, and uh, it's really I, I look around and I, I see the new generation of Star Wars fans, and that's really exciting and really. really
really hopeful, I feel. Um, a spark of hope that lights the fire that brings the Star Wars fandom back to where it was before, which I absolutely love. So um, I want to thank everybody here for uh, coming out to listen to us. And uh, let's do our little thing, like we like to call it here on the Podcast Network. It's a little thing we like to call... Plug time. time. We call it plug time here on the Podcast Network. Mr. Brian Fontaine, where can the good people find you on social media? Jedi Scavenger SW on Twitter and Instagram. Vintage Viewport on Twitter and Instagram. Here comes my spiel. I'm going to do it really fast. <laughs> you guys can follow me over on Twitter at Mr. Tweets. Please make sure to head on over to follow the Brick City Blockade Podcast Network over there at Brick City SWPC. Head on over to Instagram. Follow me at the official vote. Please make sure to follow the Brick City Blockade over there at Brick City Blockade. Head on over to www.brickcityblockade.com for everything happening in a galaxy far, far away. Head on over to iTunes, do the whole spiel. <sighs> Make sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. You guys can slow down the audio and listen to it after that. Make sure to also share, comment, do all those fantastic things that help support the podcast network and also get that positive message out there about the friendom and what brings unity to the community. And also, I've looked at before, make sure to head on over to TeePublic and pick up one of our awesome t-shirts that helps support the podcast network every dollar goes towards putting out fantastic content and it's even helping out the community in different ways, more details on that to come. But as we always say here at the Podcast Network, may the force be with you. Always. Always.